From the WEEI Studios, the home of the Red Sox, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Jones and Mego with Arcand here on WEEI. We'll be taking your phone calls all afternoon long. 617-779-7937. I was enjoying the reunion with uh, Merloni and Fourier driving in. I'm sure I, I'm already judging by the text line. I'm already assuming everybody enjoyed that very much too. Yeah, why is Jones here? Why do I got to deal with Jones? This guy sucks. I mean, not that that's any different than any other day, but I just feel like I just could already feel it. I could feel that driving in. Uh, but I enjoyed the reunion listening earlier today. One of the most fruitastic sales of the year. <laughs> Lots of relationship advice on there that I feel like I'm going to apply to, to my relationship with my wife. I'm going to interrupt less. That's what I'm going to do is what I learned uh, earlier today. Need a new boiler? <laughs> so we're going to get to your phone calls as promised. Do I? What do you say here? Uh, here on a Friday, we start a little football. A favorite topic of mine, Mac Jones. Back in the news today, I missed this today. Mego sent this uh, right around noon, maybe even a little before. Typical. No, Mega carrying the show. Mega, Mega, Mega with the great. Many, many people are saying the great, job, the great story that she uh, sniffed out here today from Jeff Howe at the Athletic. I mean, it's not like I sniffed it out. I found no, it I on mean, the internet. Well, you you elect to pay for The Athletic, which I declined to do because Jeffo again... Jeff of The Athletic. Because again, uh, no, the, the Athletic and their bosses can pay Jeff Howe. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna supplement uh, any of their writers over there at The Athletic. So Mego, with her subscription, sent this along. And uh, I find it very, very interesting when it comes to Mac Jones and his role here with the Patriots and how the coaching staff feels about Mac Jones really is the most important thing. Uh, Jeff Howe writes, as for Mac, there's a level of disconnectedness that must be resolved. What do you think of that word, Mego, before we really get into it? Disconnectedness with Mac and the coaching staff. Disconnectedness, um, nice way of saying they don't see eye to eye right now. Or they didn't last last year. Yeah, I don't mean the definition of it. I just mean, do you think that's a good, yeah. accurate representation of the relationship? Yeah, I would say uh, there's there's a level of repair that's needed. That's probably how I would phrase it. So a level but of repair. I'm, I'm fine with I that. think that's putting it nicely. Disconnectedness. Dis- you think it's a little too nice. I think it's a little nice. I There's, think that's a little okay. That's like corporate speak. You know what I mean? There's a dis- There appears to be a disconnect when you mean to say what the bleep are you talking yeah. about? You know? Like, There's friction. Right. Yeah. There's a failure to communicate. Sure. That, and also maybe a failure to want to be coached, which we'll get to. Belichick instructed the coaching staff not to be too hard on Jones last year according to these same sources. Now, he's referencing the Henry McKenna story from earlier in the week that we've talked about quite a bit. If Jones made a mistake or needed to be corrected, instead of yelling at him, oh, don't be mean to the widow Mac, the coaching staff generally took a more constructive approach. That's atypical. And this is something we talked about earlier in the week. Belichick used to loudly chew out Tom Brady 
in an attempt to set the tone for the rest of the team. And Bill even took a victory lap for this on Tom Brady's podcast. Like, what a genius I am. I, I yelled at you. I used you to improve my coaching, and it was my intelligence. The rationale, Belichick believed, was that if the rest of the players knew Brady was in the coaching crosshairs, no one was untouchable, and that ran counter to his approach with Jones. Still, Jones noted during a news conference last year he wanted to be coached harder. He dealt with demanding coaching in Alabama, Nick Saban, with whom he often talked trash during practice, and in high school, Corky Rogers, notorious hard-ass Arcand. I mean, you get on the wrong side of Corky Rogers, it was like, woo. Oh, my God, you don't want to wrong Corky Rogers. Like, talk about hard yeah. coaching. You don't make eye contact with Corky. In the no, office, no, no, man. no. Talk about somebody who's going to put you in your place. Corky Rogers, for sure. We, we, everybody knows it. Oh, everybody, no, it's Corky. Everybody talks about it. Like, how much of a hard ass. Like, you get, again, He if he wakes up on the wrong side of bed, it's going to be a long day for you in Jacksonville or wherever Mac was getting coached by the legendary Corky Rogers. Feeling sore today, Mac? Yeah, Corky got me yesterday <laughs> real bad. <laughs> These were considered positive traits before he was drafted. The 21, 21 first-round pick. Oh, wait, let's leave that part to the yeah. side. Yeah, let's so stick with this. Let's, let's get to Bailey Zappi, and we will coming up, because that's maybe the, the, the juiciest part. But I read all this, and I go, well, this is the response from Mac and his camp that I fully expected, explaining Mac's side of the story a little bit after it was put out there that coaches felt like they went too hard on him and he couldn't handle it, so they changed their approach last year, and then he bitched about that on top of it. This is the response from Mac. And if you just take a step back from... The Henry McKenna story and now the Jeff Howe story, and just look at it this week, that disconnectedness, as he puts it, is still there. That friction is still there. And you know how I know, Mego? They're still sniping at one another. They're still backbiting each other. That continues, which I think still means there's not a lot of trust in that relationship. Whether Bill O'Brien's here or not, I still don't think there's a lot of trust between Mac Jones and the team or the team and Mac Jones, for that matter. So before I get to my conclusion that I'm drawing from this, what makes you think that this comes from Max Camp or someone in, around with Max interest? I heart? just think explaining that, well, he got the hard coaching from Corky Rogers and he got the hard coaching from Nick Saban and they were talking trash. And the fact that all of that's in there, I think that's an indication of a response. See, because I read this as actually coming from Patriots coaching staff as somebody from Belichick's camp and saying, it's not that Bill's lost his fastball. It's not that Bill isn't hard on players anymore. It's that... Bill is taking a more constructive approach. He's trying to individualize this for Mac Jones. He he wasn't being careless with Mac last year and the first... having the offensive coordinator be Matt Patricia and his quarterback's coach being Joe Judge. It's about him trying to take a different approach with the younger player and bring him along. Where do you think the first story came from? I think that the first story came from probably Joe Judge. Yeah, well, that's the <laughs> funny. We couldn't that. even yell at the kid. But the coaches. I'm sure it came from the coaches. The I couldn't th- even yell at the, the kid. The way things tend to work is, hey, well, let's get Max's side of the story, and this is Max's side of the story. That's my guess. That's just a guess. I have no idea. See, who I, Jeff think that, I think that this is more. That. This is more of the narrative of stabilize Foxborough, stabilize everything there. It's not bad between Bill and Mac because that doesn't serve anything towards the Patriots. It's hey, he tried this different approach because he thought he'd be good, and just like every other approach on offense last year, it didn't work. And even Mac acknowledged midseason. It didn't work. And now we're all on the same page. So he's going to, I guess he's going to re-Mac out this year. But my overall takeaway from this, and I still think it's more of a Bill story than a Mac story. Doesn't matter who you're talking to. It's more about how Bill is handling the team from the top. 
And I think back to the appearance that he made on Tom Brady's podcast, his Let's Go podcast, after his retirement announcement, and how he talked about setting the example from the top with Brady. And you look at how freaking sloppy this team has been over the last two seasons. The penalties that they, that they pick up, and then also just the kind of the brain farts that they have out there. Well, I mean, the most... The most glaring one being the end of the Raiders game, mm-hmm. like making that lateral. Ramondre Stevenson with the first lateral to Jacoby Myers, who then desperately was just trying to get it back to the quarterback and really screwed up. And it's just this loosey-goosiness that I do think is indicative of maybe lower standards. Yeah, I, I think they've been poorly coached. I definitely think they were poorly coached in 2021. Uh, I think I know they were poorly coached last year. So I agree. And I think Bill... Again, I, I don't even know that Bill ever had a fastball. Like, I look at this and I go, oh, so you could coach Brady hard, and Brady allowed you to coach hard, but you can't do that with other quarterbacks? Isn't that proof it was all about Brady and nothing Bill did? That wasn't Bill's genius to go hard on Brady. It was Brady's ability to take the hard coaching, unlike Mac. So, to me, that it really does underscore that Bill's coaching, I think, was always a little overrated. But, yes, they've been particularly bad the last couple of years. It is more a Belichick story than a Mac story. But I'm not going to let the players off the hook for what happened with the Raiders last year. I'm not going to do that. One other question I have for you. How much of this do you think is actually Bill not reaming out Mac Jones, Bill delegating to Matt Patricia last season, and knowing that Matt Patricia doesn't have the best track record when he's talking directly to players as he did in Detroit? Maybe it was a message that was misinterpreted by Matt Patricia to say, hey, you know, you got to meet these guys halfway. And Matt Patricia took that the wrong way. In, in which case, I mean, just look at the tape where Mac is MFing them on the sideline during the Bills Thursday night game and Matt Patricia not saying anything back. Yeah. Maybe it's that. Or maybe, again, and, and and I'd go Occam's razor on this. Maybe Mac's just hard to coach. And I do think they're sniping back and forth, but I may have that wrong. You guys can weigh in. 617-779-7937. There's also this piece to it, the Bailey Zappi piece. Uh, which Jeff Howe writes, the 2021 first-round pick is still expected to be the team's starter next season, talking about Mac. The multiple people involved with the situation who are not authorized to speak publicly, calling it Jones's job to lose, but backup Bailey Zappi will have at least a chance to push Mac Jones. And that sounds somewhat familiar, right? Didn't we talk to Tom Curran about this? Was it last week? I think it was last week, because we just talked to him yesterday. There were no Zappi questions yesterday. I didn't feel the need to pepper him with Bailey Zappi questions yesterday. But uh, we talked to Tom Curran about Bailey Zappi and his ability to maybe edge in on Mac Jones. With Mac Jones, as we watch the track, say he doesn't drastically improve. And he goes out and he has, you know, 22 touchdown, 13 pick year. The team goes 9-8, and 10-7, and 8-9. and Well, you're now staring next May at the prospect of a 50-year option to pick up. So he's still at a very controlled price at $4.6 million. But if you're looking at Mac and saying we're still not sold, you're not going to pick up that $30 million fifth-year option for 2025. And if Bailey Zappi comes out, we could obviously tell that he had the capability to be a solid backup. He could be Brock Purdy light. He could be Brock Purdy times two. But if he shows that in this summer, maybe, again, using it just as a for instance but not a comp, the improvement that Tom Brady showed year one to year two, the leadership that he could show year one to year two, then the Patriots could say, we're going to pay $30 million to Mac Jones for a fairly average season at $30 million or franchise him for $45 million, which is what the franchise tag will be in 2025. Or do we just say, hell, let's just, we'll run it back with Zappy 
Okay, so Tom Curran is talking about further down the line. He's talking about year or two down the line, really next May, next offseason. But Zappi's in the rearview mirror, and it sounds like he's closer than Mac Jones would like. And I want Zappi in the mix. Arkan, how do you feel about that piece to it, that Zappi sounds like he's still got an opportunity to nose his way in, and it's open-ended, and it's going to be a competition? I think that's fine. I The only thing I would say is that could you do better than Zappi? Like, do you think you could bring somebody in who'd really be a legitimate, this guy could be a starter, and Mac Jones has to step his game up over the guy that he they stuck with last year you know what I mean like Zappi like was always sort of, I don't know I mean there's other guys out there Baker Mayfield's gonna be free like there's other guys they could bring in realistic guy you know that could that could play and have played in the league before not someone who was just kind of the backup last year I think that's just it's another option that they have uh, but I think that Zappi being in the mix is absolutely something that should happen he earned it last year yeah I mean the context that Tom Curran was giving us there was basically if Mac doesn't show much this year then he's closer to Bailey Zappi the way he was last year in the small sample size than he was the year before as a rookie. So I, I take it as, yeah, they don't have a problem using Bailey to push Mac, which will benefit Mac, I think. And if it doesn't benefit Mac, then you absolutely well, have your answer. If Mac Jones can't deal with Bailey Zappi nipping at his heels, then he can't be a starting quarterback. I mean, I mean he really couldn't last year. He, well, he didn't getting, do a very good job getting, with it last okay. year. Getting taken out in the first quarter of the Bears game after he's coming back from injury yeah, and basically stunk. getting pantsed on national TV. He stunk. I wouldn't have started him pretty, in that. Pretty well. He was lucky to start that game, if you ask me. He was lucky he even got to start it. And never mind that he stunk for another month after that. So he didn't handle it very well last year. I, I'm not sure how Mac would handle a real competition. He handled it well against Cam a few years ago. Did, yep. But there was no pressure, no stakes. He comes in. He's the rookie. Like He's the underdog. Now you're the favorite. Now you're the hunted. How do you handle it? He didn't handle it great last year. I love that the door's open for Bailey Zappi. It should be open for Bailey Zappi. And I feel like the coaching staff looks at it and goes, well, they're pretty much the same guy, and they are pretty well, much the you, same you guy. you say that, but there's a new sheriff in town. Well, so true. we're going to have to see what Bill O'Brien thinks of these guys. We are going to see. But I, I look at it, and I wouldn't blame the coaching staff for going, they're pretty much the same guy. One guy's a pain in the ass. One year you can't coach him too hard. The other year you're, you're not coaching him hard enough. And then you have Bailey Zappi, who just kind of rolls with it and is easy to coach. Yeah, I'll tell you what. If, if they're, if if they're both the same, I'd roll with the guy who's easier to coach, too. If I'm Mac Jones, I'm buttering up Bill O'Brien. Uh, he's going to need to. sending some flowers to his wife. So happy. <laughs> Welcome back to New England. He's going to need to. Uh, 617-779-7937. Uh, what should the Patriots do at quarterback? How do you feel about this reporting on Mac Jones all week long? It's been a week-long thing, and it is bothersome. It irks me. I read this about Mac, and I just go, why are they even bothering with it? Why are they messing with it when they do have a guy like Bailey Zappi waiting in the wings? Again, 617-779-7937. We're starting here with football, but we are going to mix in other topics throughout the course of the show. Uh, Coming up next, I have a simple question about the Celtics. How come the Celtics aren't having the type of season the Bruins are having? They were in the finals last year. They have loads of talent. Arkan and Mego think the best duo in the NBA. How come the Celtics are limping along and in second place in the Eastern Conference and not running away from the rest of the league like the Bruins are? Hmm. We'll get to that with all your phone calls after trending with Arkan. We are back to Jones and Mego on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. They have a lot of time. That's not true. That's not true. Because remember, I was on the Oklahoma City team with James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Russell Westbrook. And everybody kept saying when we went to the finals, boy, their future going to be bright. This team is going to be, you know, in it for the long haul. And what happened? 
At any given moment, a guy can ask or request a trade or be in trade rumors. And again, they not trying to hear about what's gonna happen and how bright the future is and it's still got time. They talking about now can you get it done? Because you know like I know, if Kevin Durant was available and he would have requested to get traded to the Celtics, we already know that that young duo would have got broken up ASAP. Don't come give me this about it's time. Well, it's a lot of time well, and they got time. We don't Sam. know that. As Perk earlier in the week, I enjoyed that. That's why I enjoy Perk. Really missed opportunity there, Ryan. What time. was that? We could do Time Hootie. This has got the time. It's a good song. Time. First song by Joe Jackson. This covered by Anthrax. So I don't feel like I missed any opportunity there. <laughs> I didn't recognize I the feel song either. I feel good with you. But I know the Hootie song. Yeah. I mean, more Hootie. Yeah, more, more Hootie, I think. He's is from the, my hometown. More Hootie is the ultimate I think zero is Hootie yeah. is the perfect amount of He's from, well, from I'm from Laytonsville, Maryland. He's from Gaithersburg, Maryland. Why did I think they were one from, town? Why did I think they were from South Carolina? Because he, like, lived down there for a little while. Got it. That's what I thought. You're, an- of course, you're anti Hootie over there. Yeah. Arkan, you got to be pro. What's he ever done for me? I went to see Hootie live at Greatwoods a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. well, excuse so, me. I didn't know we had a super pro fan Hootie in the house. Here. She's from his hometown, or he's from her hometown. You're going to see well, the show. I am from. Ooh, excuse I me. I thought he played hometown holidays. Excuse me. In that, Rockville. That was Maryland. a wild parking lot. Scene, I, I'll tell you at the all, Hootie show. All, all I can uh, all I can tell you about Hootie and the Blowfish is I had two copies of Cracked Rearview. Whoa. Two CDs. I, well, oh, I was gonna say it was one a cassette uh, the, the and fir- one a CD. First one got like scratched up and it, it wouldn't, got wouldn't play anymore. When it didn't actually crack like the the, the Rearview, it didn't actually do that. Uh, but it got too scratched up where it wouldn't play anymore. So it's I had the worst. I had to get myself a second copy. Of cracked rearview when I was like ten. When did, what, what year did that? What year did that come out? Ninety four. I had to have been ten. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is what I'm talking about. Oh man. yeah. This what is so on, much it's better. Friday. You don't like this? No. Oh my god. This what is. The hell? We need Some music like this. Jangly again. crap. Why you punish me? This is dentist office music. What? Not my dentist. It might be. It might be a little dentisty. If this was my dentist office. I would be going to the dentist every six months like you're supposed to. I don't know a lot of the words to this. Except you know, time. you know, who opened for Hootie at the show. Who's that? The ladies, the bare naked ladies. <laughs> That's another good one. It was also dentist play, office music. Uh, the did ladies. they play the old apartment? Uh, no, but they closed with one week. So. The dolls. The dolls didn't. I saw the dolls twice last <laughs> summer. I'm not kidding. Dolls weren't there. For free, both times. <laughs> but the ladies were. How about the pumpkins? People just, they can they can <laughs> sniff out. I, I'll go to the dolls. Can't see the temple pilots anymore. That's unfortunate. No, That's true. I saw them once. Really? Yeah, there was a big reunion Tom. show. Tom. I think Scott Weiland got arrested Tom. before the show happened. I was very nervous. Meanwhile, uh, intern Brian's like, who is Hootie the Blowfish? He is, the man has no idea. Yeah, uh, wait, wait, Stone wait. Really quick, pilot. does Brian know who Hootie is? He's Where over here. He? He's uh, re- re- he's shaking his head. He's like, no. You don't, I, Brian. Have you ever heard this song? <laughs> what is he shaking his don't head? Don't believe no? in time. Uh, yeah, no, he's shaking his head. No, that's he's horrifying. Like, he's like 20-something. He I know. Work. It's just I feel like it should be ageless. It should be. It should be ageless and timeless. That's true. Uh, it's Jones and Mego with Arkan. It's a Friday here on WEEI. We're taking all your phone calls. 617-779-7937. Yeah, the best part of the concert is when he introduced each member of the Blowfish. <laughs> I, I can imagine. He did? Good, yeah. I can imagine. Did they like, like play And here's music? the guitar. It's a Blowfish. Each Blowfish came out one at yeah. a time. I <laughs> thought that was pretty good. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. Are they even? <laughs> 
I always kind of pictured them as interchangeable. You know, no, like, same same lineup. Like the goldfish you bring home from like the carnival. Yeah, they had to flush a few uh, blowfish over the years. Can I tell you? Until very recently, yeah, it's I, like, oh yeah, that blowfish. Uh, we we flushed him, but he's out in the ocean somewhere. I mean, he's not. Until very he's recently, doing well. I thought I was walking around telling people one of those fish we had lived for like five years. Yeah, no. I was telling people that. Yeah. I did not realize my dad was going out and replacing the fish. That's the weirdest thing. Like, every two weeks, he takes a nap on his back. It's, it's like, so those, strange. Those fish actually can last a while. Fish Ooh, does the kookiest things. tired fish. Uh, 617-779-7937. So we started off talking about Mac Jones. We've uh, now talked about Hootie and the Blowfish. But... It's Friday. You know, Hootie and the Blowfish had some friction. Mac and uh, Bill Belichick have some friction. And I do think... Yeah, pretty good. That's, who was that? That's was that beautiful. Was that us or was that Hootie? Uh, I mean, that was beautiful. Close your so, eyes. It's hard to tell. So, uh, no, when it comes to... <laughs> so when it comes to Mac... No wonder intern Brian doesn't know what it was. Uh, so when it comes to Mac and his friction, I do think this is a response. And I think they're still not good. And I don't think Mac trusts anything, whether Bill O'Brien's here or not. I don't think he does. They don't trust him. And that's why Zappy's still in the picture. I still think that's the indication of what's going on there. And I don't blame the coaches... Belichick for being like, I can't coach this kid too hard. I I go too easy on him. He doesn't like that. Bailey Zappi's basically the same. I'm keeping him in the picture. And I think that's a big reason why that's going on. Now, Arkan's right. They could draft another quarterback. They could bring in a veteran quarterback. And it would serve the same purpose. It would keep everything in the picture and keep Mac, you know, pushed in theory, like you said, Zappi would do for him. But to me... I uh I, I have no problem bringing in competition for Mac Jones, and I have no problem giving Zappy a real opportunity to get in there and push him. And so if what Mac, is a real Mac opportunity? Beats, is that is that equal yes, snaps in training camp? Split reps are close. 60-40. doesn't have to be 50-50. 60-40 early on in camp. You know, whatever it was with Cam and Mac back in the day. You know, Cam goes through first, but Mac's next through, and that's what I would do. This is and where if Mac I wonder, beats him though. fair and square, Mac beats him fair and yeah. square. So I do wonder this, though. He didn't beat him fair and square last year. He just got his job back. He didn't beat right. him out. He was the starting quarterback. And if Billy Zappi was a rookie coming in. I think Mac had established himself as a starter the year before in a way that Cam Newton hadn't established himself as a starter the year before. Good point. When, it was, when the roles were reversed Good for point. Mac Jones. But... Do you take away then any of the trust that they're trying to rebuild with with Mac? Because that's something that we've been hearing a lot, or at least I've been hearing a lot in the off season. Is hey, so much of this with Bill O'Brien is trying to is trying to reconnect this disconnectedness, as Jeff Howe from the Athletic calls it. Trying to build these bridges back, and if you're giving equal reps to the guy who was threatening you last year because there's Bailey Zappi chance at the stadium, then isn't that kind of causing friction in a way that's yeah, maybe not great maybe but uh mac needs to be a big boy this year like yeah. no like no more there's no more babying mac okay and we're not blaming joe judge and matt patricia anymore he's got a real offensive coordinator i hope they do more for him on offense but even if they don't no more babying mac that's done so if he can't handle bailey zappy getting some reps that again would be a big indication of whether or not he's in this to compete and i don't know that he's in it to compete we're gonna find out 617-779-7937 we played perk coming back here on the Celtics and how their window isn't open forever. And I don't want to hear about Hootie and the Blowfish time. I don't want to hear about that because Why you punish, punish me. <laughs> That's whoa. Was that Hootie? That was Hootie. Yes, yes, yes. That was, I can't uh, tell the difference. That was Hootie and Mego. I'm sitting right here. Layered together. So I, I like hearing that they don't have lots of uh, uh, time on their hands. I like hearing that. Because there should be an urgency. And they're not playing like there's an urgency. They had a nice response the other night against Cleveland. 
But I asked this question going into the break. How come the Celtics aren't having a Bruins-like season? And it doesn't mean they need to set every record and pass the Warriors with 74 wins or whatever it would be. Golden State had 73. So you're not on pace for 74 wins. But how about just the 66 that KG and Pierce and Ray Allen had? How about that? You were in the finals last year. If I told you, out there driving around, if I told you before the year that a team in Boston was running away from the rest of the league, was a joy to watch, a pleasure to watch, they are just look like an unbeatable wagon. Who would you think I was talking about? The Celtics. First of all, I'd be like, who is this person well, calling <laughs> me from Adam Jones's number? That's fine. I'm just saying, if that was if that was what I told you, though, that this, yeah. this was the regular season they're having. Yeah, I would think it was the Celtics. We'd absolutely. all guess the Celtics. So how come Especially they're not? Especially the way that the season started. So how and come they're not? So, okay. I'm just going to say, for starters, the updated minutes. If everyone wants to talk about the minutes of the starting five together, the updated minutes on the Celtics is 68 minutes on the floor together. So that starting five with the double bigs and Marcus Smart and J&J, that's that's the new number because, you know, our friend Scout keeps throwing that at us. Oh, hey, those guys ever? have yeah. only played 50, 50 minutes together, and you keep hearing it on the broadcast. That's the updated number, 68. Still, the Bruins started out with significant injuries, and they, lo- they lost Jake DeBrusque, another piece in the middle of the season after the Winter Classic, and they're, he's They're back. now in the midst of losing every left wing on the roster. But exactly. Yes, but, well, but, Brad Marchand's back. Marchand sounds here, like he's much okay. Much against Super Jinx. Much That's against true. your dark powers. He's back. That's true. But I guess I just have to look at it, and I was thinking about this a lot today, and say that the Celtics are not so much better than the rest of the league the way that the Bruins appear to be. I really think that can be the only explanation. I'm not sure that it's even about effort, although the Bruins may be playing with better effort than the Celtics night in, night out, but overall. But the Bruins are just a historically great hockey team and i'm not sure i would sit here and say that the celtics are when you look at the nba as a whole what are you doing i can't there? i can't find my my mouse for the for the calls where the heck I is, bet my it's mouse going? is it over oh. here Fourier had it. Oh, you is know that what Fourier was, trying. Fourier oh, was driving today whatever mega if you want to uh pot up some calls and you know, I, was, I was looking He's in the ignition but yeah so that's my conclusion is that the the bruins are a historically great team we've been saying it for at least a month now and they get the 100 wins and in, in, uh, or 100 points in 62 games last night. Okay, I don't think that these Celtics are historically great in terms of the NBA. They're just at the top of the NBA this well, year. Well, how about just recent Celtics history? And I'm talking, you know, again, not the Larry right. Bird Celtics, but just KG. And, they should be on pace. They're on pace for 58, 58 wins, mm-hmm. 58, not even 60. So like. I don't know. I feel like they're underachieving a little bit, which is why when we graded them at the All-Star break, I said, they're a C. They're not playing that well. And I know you guys jumped down my throat, and they've basically been the best team in the NBA all year. Why aren't they the Bruins, Arkin? Why, why aren't the Celtics having that kind of season? Why are the Bruins having it and not the Boston Celtics? I would like to think that it's just the competition level in the uh, NBA and in the Eastern Conference in particular, I think, is a big part of it right now. You have the Bucks who are right there and have been uh, stride for stride with them most of the year. Over in the NHL, I mean, in the East, in the whole league, no one else even has 90 points, I don't think. You know, the Bruins are up at 101. The Bru- uh, no other team, I think, has even cracked 90 then. Uh, yeah, none of them. A lot of them haven't even cracked 80. There's not a team in the Western Conference with 80 points. So, like, I just sort of think that the uh, overall uh, competitiveness in the NBA with the Celtics and some of these other yeah, but, teams, you know, with, with Milwaukee this, is more important. But we do I mean, this every day. So Milwaukee is a team. But, like, outside of Milwaukee, we're all kind of like, eh. 
Like who? Who's even their competition? Well, the Phoenix? Bruins don't even have competition. Is the no, point? But I I, but I, I but it's not like the Celtics have a ton of okay. It. One, the the one Celtics team? struggle, right. and Arkan's done a great job pointing this out. The Celtics struggle with some of these long and physical teams, which is why they've lost to the Orlando Magic twice. I can't really explain as much why they've lost to the Heat twice, but they dropped that game to OKC. Like they are susceptible the heat, to different matchups. The Heat don't have a lot of talent, but they're mentally tough. Unlike the Celtics, they're more mortal than the Bruins are. Like, if you want to talk about it in those terms, you there are holes that you can punch through the Celtics that I don't think you can do with the Bruins as another NHL team. Do you agree with that? 617-779-7937. Are the Celtics more mortal than the Bruins? I, I, I'm not sure I do. I just look at it and say, the Celtics are... Their regular season, they're underachieving right now. I, I agree, and I sat here last week, and I said, I think this Celtics team is more talented, is a better team than that 2008 championship Celtics yeah. team. And I still feel that way, that team, so I agree with you. That team ran it away from an, the East. It is an underachievement they so had, far. They had trouble with the Hawks. They had trouble with uh, LeBron and just LeBron in round two. They ultimately cleaned it up against the Pistons and the Lakers, but that team had trouble in the playoffs. Regular season, they smoked through the regular season. Why aren't the Celtics doing that? And how come the Bruins are having this type of season and not the Boston Celtics? Again, I'd like to hear it. 617-779-7937. Billy's in Taunton. Go ahead, Billy. Hey, uh, Jones, I am also cautiously optimistic uh, with the Celtics because even the swing, it's not even the swings, it's just the questionable turnovers in some games which they should have breezed by. Yeah, so he's breaking up a little bit, but the, the end of that game the other night was a nightmare. Just an absolute nightmare. Careless. Against uh, the Cavs. Like just, and that was mostly Malcolm Brogdon. That's who that mostly was was their their struggles at the end of the game. It wasn't the usual suspects, but that's a guy I generally want out there. They turn it over and get careless even when they have big leads, never mind in the postseason last year. Tyler's in Salem. Go ahead, Tyler. Hey, guys. Love the show. Um, I just want to say that, I mean, you guys comparing the Bruins and Celtics and all that, I, I mean, it's too different. I mean, it's two different styles, obviously, but it's like, I mean, the Bruins, would you guys guess the Bruins to be this good this year? Like, no. I didn't think they were going to make a playoff no, this year. absolutely not. So but the that's Bruins, kind of the point. Right, exactly. That is the point, Tyler. The Bruins are overachieving. The Celtics, I expected, right. would be on pace for, I don't know, mid-60s, high-60s. Like, I thought they'd be able to do that this year, especially in an NBA that's largely down, and they're not. So that I, is the point. I, I think the playoffs, I think the playoffs, I think the Celtics come out swinging hard, and I think that they're going to sweep the first series and maybe – Go five in a second, and then... I mean, they should do that, though. Like, look, who are they going to play in the first round? Nets, probably. Hopefully not Ryan's, Orla- Hopefully not Ryan's Orlando Magic. It's Don't a, laugh at him now. As of today, <laughs> it would nightmare. be the Nets. Say it again? I think as of today, the most likely team would be the in Nets. In the first round? Oh, yeah. so the Nets have fallen off quite a bit then. Yes. The Nets are down to six. I thought they were the four seed the other day. So just looking back at that 2008 championship Celtics team... Oh, right, and the Celtics aren't the one. Duh, never right. mind. They, yeah. they were actually right around where this current 2023 team is right now as far as first and second place standings. It was actually it was the Detroit Pistons that were keeping pace with them. It was this time of year, this stretch in March, where that Celtics team in 08 separated themselves. I mean... The Celtics took over in 08, and they were always in first place, but the Pistons were there. It was this time, this stretch in March, where they're like, all right, now it's not two games anymore. It's four right, games, five games, six games. There's still an opportunity for even, this Celtics team to do even that. Even record-wise, the Celtics can't match that 08 team. It's out of it's out of reach. No, yeah, but you can still so put games. some distance between a team that I think they are better than in the Milwaukee Bucks. They sure. just don't always play like they are better yeah. than the Milwaukee Bucks. I just thought, I thought if a team was going to be running away from the rest of the league, it would be the Celtics. Not the Bruins. How about this idea? That's so, what I expected. 
from 603, NBA is a different mentality. Just get through the regular season, turn it on in the playoffs. Yeah, okay, been a lot if, of that if, over the years. I, I understand there that. If that's the case, why is Jason Tatum playing almost every single night and in his second most in minutes per game in the entire Because it's not league? about MVP. It's also, about the team. Also, who does that? LeBron, who's won yeah. championship. Like, guys who have won. This the team, this Golden team, State does yeah, that a lot. This team should not have that mindset. This team shouldn't. They haven't won anything. You know, like I, I did point that out to Scal the other day. He's like, well, they were in the finals last year. I'm like, yeah, they didn't win. So how do you improve on that? Like, they act like they've won. They haven't won. They haven't won. So to me, that's a big difference. If LeBron, I, I really wish you can coach. I, the I, I picture you like reenacting, me, reenacting these in your car, like what? when you're driving home. Like, <laughs> and then I told Scal. Yeah, I did. He's like, <laughs> he's like, oh, well, they were in the finals. No, no, I know they were in the finals. Did they win or not? So that there, there's room for improvement with this team. It's like everybody acts like they won. They didn't win. They act like they won. They well, this is what I'm saying. Yeah. So if that's how they're approaching the regular season, like ah, whatever, it's just the regular season. Well, good luck because you're peeing away the number. Even Grandy's a little nervous about the Celtics, isn't he? He's a little nervous. Grandy went on with uh, Brian Barrett on the Off the Pike podcast. Noted Hootie and the Blowfish fan. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> Both huge, of them. Huge, no, he hates music. Huge Hootie oh, guy. Oh, that's right. He doesn't. Brian listen Barrett to music. does not listen to music. What did Grandy say? This is just a wild off-the-wall thought I literally had today. But five, ten years from now, regardless of whether the Celtics win three championships, no chip, whatever, however this era turns out, you're going to realize that they should have had 2022, that they were better than Golden State. And yep. that yep. Was, about, was a learning experience that that team from January through April, and then the, the reason it was in my head is because you talked about Rob, and that the Rob injury is the moment at which they cease being – this historically dominant team. They were a good team. They were the best team. They were the Saturday, ended up being the second best team from that point on. But from mid-January to the Rob injury at the end of March, the Celtics were playing as well as basically anybody ever has over a 30-game stretch, beating teams by 15 a game the rest of the year. So are the Celtics as dominant as they were last year? I mean, I, don't, I, don't, I am so tired of the narrative that the Celtics only beat Milwaukee because Chris Middleton was out. Okay, and agree to disagree on that. He goes on to say that he doesn't like the Celtics' approach before the All-Star break, sitting guys, because now Milwaukee might have home court advantage. It upsets the basketball gods. It did upset the basketball gods, is exactly what he said. And so he doesn't think they're as dominant as a year ago either. And that's weird, because they should be better, and they're not. So how come the Bruins are having the type of season they're having, and the Celtics can't match that the Celtics aren't that team they should be that team in Boston and they're not 617-779-7937 we'll continue with your feedback here coming up uh, speaking of the Bruins I don't think they've done anything yet today they could be doing something in the next 20 minutes before the NHL's trade deadline we'll keep you up to speed on that and we have bet roulette as we do each and every Friday next Jones and Mako return after this on WEEI all right I'm going to give you a choice you can either have the money and the hammer, or you can walk out of here. You can't have both. You don't f around in this place. You got it? Boo! Boo! That's it! Gambling! This is my favorite one on the whole thing. Oh, good. Jake Paul is fighting brother of Tyson Fury, Tommy Fury. But I'm going to go with the pick him here, Mego. Who do you like? Jake Paul or Tommy Fury? I'm so, absolutely going against So you're Jake going Paul. with Tommy so Fury. I'm going with Mr. Fury. For the winner by split decision. Mr. Fury. Tommy Fury. I said, Jake, I love you. I'm not going to give you a big speech. I know you got this, but either come back victorious or come back on your shield. I love you, bro. I love you too, man. Bet number one on the bet roulette is the Celtics. 
against my Philadelphia 76ers tomorrow at 8.30. Celtics. The Celtics are minus even, one and a half. Don't even care about the line. Celtics. I rolled a four, and that is Bruins minus one and a half at the Vancouver Canucks. That game is tomorrow as well. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that the Bruins win this game, but maybe not by more than a goal. So I'm going to take Vancouver. Olmark is going to shot it. I'm going to take Vancouver to cover the one and a half. I can see the Bruins winning, but just not by more than a goal. Scores! Linus Olmark scores an empty net goal to seal this win. Arkan hates the Bruins. I hate him. I got to tell you, I'm struggling here. I'm 0 for 3. I haven't gotten one right. What a way to Linus lose. Linus Allmark completely porked me. What a way to lose. <laughs> I would have had it. And then Linus had to do his little flip. Uh, well, it's he the, had to do his little flip, didn't he? It's the first time I've liked that goal. It's the first time I've been a, fail, a fan of what happened with that goal. <laughs> goalie goal! Woo! Yeah, goalie goal. I'm on board now. Spring break. I'm, uh, I'm a fan of it. All right. Spring break. <laughs> This has to. I gotta. I gotta get a win here. I need one. I didn't realize um, Arkham was. You. You haven't gotten one wrong yet, right, Mego? Stop quiet. it, super. She's James. very quiet over there. Yeah, because I know what you're Mego's trying to undefeated. do. Mego's undefeated. Trying to got, ruin this for me. Mego's undefeated. Wow, she hasn't gotten one wrong. Has That's not amazing. missed one yet. I'm sure she won't pitching I, a no hitter. I'm so sure that won't happen this week. I'm yeah. sure. Um, all right, it's bet roulette. <laughs> we got uh, the die over there, and we have six bets, one corresponding to each side of the die. Uh, Jones, you're closest, so why don't you go ahead and I roll am. first? Yeah, show us these brilliant I'm gonna, rolls. I'm going to give it like a real about. roll. I'm yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to really roll it, you guys. Here he goes. Uh, look at my big roll. Oh. There it is. That looks like a, a two. deuce. Two. And that would correspond on our bet roulette die with the Bruins and the New York, the new look New York Blue Shirt Rangers, a uh, one and a half point uh, spread, I think is what we have here. Yes, one and a half points. Uh, Bruins. Are the favorites in this one, Jones? Who do you like? Yeah, obviously the Bruins. They're winning the Stanley Cup this year. Uh, Allmark's going to win the Hart. He's going to win the Vesna. Uh, I'm sure Bergeron will win the Selkie. Why don't we give McAvoy and or Lindholm uh, the Norris while we're at it? They could split it. Uh, like they, uh, Montgomery for Coach of the Year, perhaps? Yep, good good call, Jack Adams. Yep, Jack yep, Adams. yep, yep, yep. Uh, well, who could win the Calder on the Bruins? I don't know. Uh, Lauco came up last night. Yeah. They're, they're going to sweep all the awards. A.J. Greer, rookie. I can't imagine I how often they're going to lose again, and it certainly won't be against the Rangers, who did a lot at the trade deadline, acquiring Tarasenko, acquiring Patrick Kane. Uh, as Arkham put them, the new-look Rangers. No, Bruins are going to beat them. They'll win by more than a goal and a half. Mark it down. Garnet Hathaway gets the Lady Bing uh, is how that's going to end. All right, Mego, why don't All you right, go up and go. Uh, give it a roll? Mego coming around. She's been criticized by Jones for her soft yeah, roll. Yeah, watch. Oh, good. That was, what was that? That was like a Gronk spike. Gronk spike. I like that. There I like that. I like. I don't even know that was happening behind me. That looks like a four. Quattro. That was oh, a good roll. This is the one I really Lucky you, Mego. Yeah, you got the college the basketball game. Awesome. Well, she's three and zero. Oh. I mean, she's not, she's not going to get it wrong. It doesn't I mean, matter. She, yeah, Whoever she exactly. picks is going right, to win. So, so we got Arizona number eight at uh, UCLA at Poly Pavilion. This one's uh, oh, Poly Pavilion. A well, hot matchup here between a couple of teams out west. Who do you like? Okay, man. Two top ten teams. Let's see. Let March Madness begin. I'm going to pick the home team, UCLA, based on absolutely nothing besides they're the higher seed. Nice. I Good. haven't watched. I haven't watched. Probably more than five minutes of you college know what? basketball. This I was thinking. I was thinking about this today too. I don't. I don't know that I've even watched a college game. I used to be a huge college hoops guy. Huge. Huge. And I read this story today where like this kid is it Mike Davis's kid? Mike Davis used to coach uh, at Indiana. Is that the Mike Davis? His kid is uh, almost past Pete Maravich for the college scoring record. And I was reading that story today. I'm like, wow. I haven't watched a college basketball game all year. 
So, I don't know, the tournament's almost here. I'm going to have to bone up. I'm going to have to uh, <laughs> brush up, as it were. Gross. And uh, well, bone up. Don't Gross. do it in front of us. Is what I'm, uh, it will be. It will HR. be. But, uh, but yes, uh, so UCLA over who you're taking? Over Arizona. Arizona. Over Arizona. All right. I couldn't name a single player on either of these teams. Yeah, I, I mean, I can. Uh, let's think about it. Uh, uh, let's see. Let's see. Yeah, Damon, let's Damon Stoudemire. Uh-huh. There's uh, Kareem Sal- Abdul-Jabbar. Salim, oh, yes, yeah. Salim yeah. Stoudemire. Well, no, no, no. I, I thought I was naming Arizona players. You said UCLA, UCLA players. players too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ed O'Bannon. Yeah. Oh, you already said one. Pistol Pete. Um, no. Pistol Pete was... LSU. LSU, yeah. mm, Yes. Good um, end game question. Good that's end true. Game. Uh, a I lot to Pete Maravich. that one for me. All right. Who my won turn that to roll. last night? <laughs> All right, Arkan. Roll it. Let's see if you can outroll Mego. Oh, there you what go. What was that? That's got some heat on it. It's like no. ski ball. That's got some heat on it. I like it. What, what was it? Two again. A two again. All right. We'll roll again then. Yeah, he got a five. Nice. All right. What's that? All right, five on the die. That is David Pasternak over under one and a half points against the Rangers. Pasta with a three-point night, I believe, last night. I think he had a goal and two assists. Empty Um, empty net, but yes. uh, Whatever. Point's a point. I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, he goes over this because last time I tried to undershoot the Bruins and it screwed me. So I'm going to go with over one and a half points for Pasternak, which means he almost certainly will not get any points because I am really, really cold in this game for some reason. Uh, Yeah, Arkan, when when we've been making picks over the years, Arkan normally smokes me, so this is... Blast you. And he yeah. t- <laughs> I don't know Whoa, what this is. Easy. Hey, Chihuahua. Get, get HR <laughs> while back while you're boning yeah. up. Get HR back on the line. Oh, my God. But that is it, something nobody wants. When it, but Arkan also takes his picks very seriously. So, like, he, like, you know, he's, like, losing sleep over this. As he, I would imagine he treats being... it the way I treat Endgame. <laughs> yes. True, yeah. yeah no, Where, like, true. basically, true. When, when we get to 5 o'clock, I'm like, ugh. You start to sweat it out yeah, a little I'm bit? Yeah, I'm like, Endgame. I told you, it's the most stressful part of my day. Uh, so, no one no one got Creed, huh? You had a Creed box office, I believe? Yeah, the other ones I had were uh, Brooklyn's plus 11 at the Celtics tonight. Uh, Jalen Brown over under 24 and a half points. I asked you about Creed. Creed was on there? Three opening weekend over under 40 million. Yeah. Uh, Creed is the kind of movie that would get me to go to the movie theater. I, I famously have not been to the movies since I think Inception. We were talking about this before the show. I think that's the last over movie I saw in theaters. Yeah, I've been I've been uh, dating my wife for for longer than that. We started dating. <laughs> You're dating your wife. I started dating my wife uh, you more know what? than a That's decade sweet. ago. That's romantic. You yes. date your wife. I date her every day. Is what I do. <laughs> yes, I uh, I woo. I date. That's what we do. They call it puppy love. But uh, that is the kind of movie. Not that it's going to get me to go back to theaters, but that's the kind of movie that would get me to go back to theaters. Why is that? Sports, I, good sports. Because I like I like the Rocky movies, and I like I like the first Creed. I did not enjoy the second Creed so much. Do you feel like we're not getting good sports movies right now overall? Well, Creed's a good I mean, sports. Creed, Creed is. A, I'm the wrong person to ask. I don't watch Creed movies. Creed is so like what, a huge empire. Though, what are the, off of Rocky. Other than Creed, what other sports movies have there been? Yeah. About, well, though. it doesn't mean they're bad ones. I just I can't come up with an example. For a while, it was like you would have a good sports movie every other year. Yeah. What's the last baseball movie we had? Was it Moneyball? Uh, rookie like, of the Rookie of the Year, I think. Uh, <laughs> you don't count Moneyball as little, a baseball movie. Little Big League. Uh, Angels in the Outfield, maybe. Oh, nice. It's a good run of basketball movie. Juana Man. Um, <laughs> Sunset Park. Actually, I did like Sunset Park. Airbud. Airbud. Great one. Uh, like Mike. I had a I had a dark moment. Oh, had... Space Jam Two. What the hell's wrong with yep. you guys? No, that anyway, Space Jam Two. Sixth Man. Not Drew. Canon. Sixth Man. How about the Sixth Man? Not mm, canon. Pretty good one. Uh, anyway, that's what's the one where Whoopi Goldberg coached the Knicks. <laughs> what was oh that? yeah, remember that one? Yeah, what was that one? <laughs> I forget. Oh, I forgot. Was Eddie? it called like yeah, Eddie? Eddie, Eddie, yeah. Eddie is right. I got made fun of All that time basketball great. camp for crying during Airbud. <laughs> During Airbud? Yeah, I was in like fourth grade and I cried at the part where he's like, go on and go. I think anybody who's listening to uh, or has listened to Meg's planning would not be surprised at that. Uh, that is uh, Bet Roulette each and every Friday here on Jones and Mego with Arkin. 
I don't. Yeah, get out of here, Arkan. I don't think uh, the Bruins have done anything. Have I missed it? Have the Bruins done anything here in the last five minutes? I don't think so. But they still got a few minutes before the deadline at three o'clock. We'll get to. What is this, Airbud? I don't know that I ever saw that. We'll get to the Bruins and what they're up to and whether or not Don Sweeney's underrated. All that with your phone calls next.